Popped up. Left side ranging is Cabrera. Now coming is Anderson. And interfered with. No. Into the stands. The umpire ruling Tim Timmons and one beverage. Wow. Less than they had before. Wow. What's he got now? He's got mud on him and, and an alcoholic beverage. I think he made a good call here as he. Let's see. How does this happen? It wasn't oh. even him. Oh, <laughs> wow. It's buddy. Oh. What did the. Oh. <laughs> what was that that came flying in? I'm not so sure that that was a, a mistake, which on his shoulder, it looks like somebody may have yeah. thrown some stuff on him just to, to add insult to injury. I thought he rolled in the mud before he came to the yeah. game, but no, that's not correct. He got hit with some type of sub sandwich or something. Oh, he want, now he wants a piece yeah. of it. You want to throw something there at me? There we go. Well, he's the Pepsi fan of the game until he gets thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Strike three. J.D. Drew's gone. Red Sox. And a down on strikes, seven to one, Boston. Stage of tap the game for WB Mason's extra innings with Tom Garrett and Jim Rice. They'll bring the analysis of all the reaction to Josh Beckett's performance today, including the clubhouse reaction, plus a preview of the schedule tonight in the majors. It's all right after the game in high definition on SNL and Don. Between innings, we did some investigative reporting. Yeah, and who uh, and what was thrown at that gentleman and that gentleman has been ejected but it was an ugly ugly sight and I don't know why it was necessary now watch I can't circle I don't have my telestrator today but why here comes a pizza see it <laughs> oh jeez, highly unnecessary that with the Patriots jacket and of course he's been asked to leave the ball game for ruining a good piece of pizza <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, beer all over it. And here comes <laughs> some pizza. Uh, I wonder what. Why did he do that? Because he thought he was interfering with a play. I mean, it seemed totally unnecessary. Just now getting the pizza off him. God, he was hot for a while, but uh, I think the pizza thrower apologized, and uh, he seemed to cool off a little bit. But I'd be kind of ticked yeah, off I'd, myself if somebody yeah. fired a pepperoni pizza at me. <laughs> Now, J.C. Romero is into the game here to pitch the eighth. It seemed unprovoked. Yeah. Too. It, it really did. <laughs> Just let it fly. <laughs> let me, One more look in slow motion if we can. And here's the Patriot. Here it comes. Just, <laughs> I'm going to throw my pizza. So the, only, the only thing, he didn't hit him with the cheese side. It hit him with <laughs> sauce first. That was an awful sight here at Fenway, and that that is not tolerated in this ballpark. He has been ejected and never again allowed to buy pizza. Not so friendly. As Cabrera leads it off. I mean, think about how much it costs for pizza. Pizza. Yeah. I mean, would you just fire it at some guy? I, I personally would not. No. I, I wonder about the thought process, though. Well, honey, I'm going to the ball game today, and if I see some guy, I'm going to throw a piece of pizza at him.
Welcome back to the Packy Run Podcast. My name is AJ. My house is filthy and I'm trying to change that. La Gamina. And my name is Dan. Hopefully we have no technical difficulties where AJ has to do a ton of editing to the episode Ayot. I appreciate you looking out for me. <laughs> I, I'm trying, but I can't I can't make any guarantees if my computer decides to uh, you know, um shit the bed. It w- if Skynet takes over. Well, I I mean it shouldn't shit the bed this is a brand new laptop that i got in january so um well we'll see <laughs> keep our fingers crossed and you know i've got the curb your enthusiasm theme queued up if we need it again oh yes yes very much needed that's always a uh what a good meme <laughs> top tier meme god tier meme Ah, uh, so it's been a couple weeks or two weeks um you know we're doing every other week uh there hasn't been much news but um any life updates for you um um, kind of. I've got life's life's looking good right now. Life's life's fine. Uh, in the past couple of weeks, it's you know weather started to get better. Um, my work schedule has started agreeing with me a little bit more. Um, for sure. Yeah, things things feel like they're on an upswing for various reasons. Um, and yeah, there's some there's some stuff that I'm sure we'll touch on on the pod at some point. But right now, it's just kind of like yeah, spring spring is here and it's feeling all right. And yeah. <laughs> That's my my big life update is that things just feel good right now. True. That's good. That's good. What about you? Oh boy. Um I've had some interesting developments in the last couple weeks. Um so one of the jobs uh that I do music promotion for, we both mutually decided to part ways. Wow. Um, you know, it was a long time coming. We both, geez, I've been working with this company for five years at this point, off and on. And, you know, we both looked at um, what was happening and we both just kind of mutually decided to um, part ways. There you go. And it's a very, very diplomatic, very adult way of putting that. Well, I, I mean, you know, it's tough. Um, and I'm for a while I wanted to leave, but I didn't know how to and we, I was kind of playing check-in. It was one of those it's one of those things where um, I wasn't necessarily sad about it. I was more relieved that I didn't have to be yeah. I didn't have to be the one dumping the other one. Fair. Fair enough. Yep. Um, and I think I would be in a much worse place if I didn't already have another job. So I I literally got off the phone five minutes later, emailed my current job and I was like, they well like my job um, doing box office they asked me like a month ago like hey dan would you like to go full-time and i was like "Mm, let me think about it and you know i i was still trying to think about it for a while and you know getting mutually deciding to part ways kind of makes it easy correct yeah so now instead of working two part-time jobs i have mostly working a full-time job there you go with healthcare, and i get paid days off like paid holidays off i get paid vacation welcome welcome to the land of the adults my friend we are uh i wouldn't say we're quite killing it yet but i think both of us are on our way in some regard oh yeah um and i i i'm not gonna mention who i work for um but i get readmissioned into like pretty much all the museums in boston which is fantastic i haven't been i saw that you went recently i haven't been to the museum of science in so long what a good museum but and but 
too many kids. Oh, if you go on the wrong day, I mean, it's like Disney World. It's packed. Oh, it's. I mean, but they need they need an adult day. They, oh my God, go drink around the museum. Oh, that would be so much fun. Um, I would love to do that at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Have you ever been? I have not. Yo, that place. I is it Cambridge? I think I get free admission to that one too. <laughs> I think it's. In, I think it's in the Cambridge area. I went once in high school and I really liked it, but it was like the site of the whole like painting, stealing, and everything. There's a really good doc on Netflix if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, no, awesome place. And the way that that building is put together, I would, man, I would drink wine all night and walk around and look at all the paintings. That would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so stoked to have a full-time job. Um, I'm still going to be doing, I have, I'm still set to be working box office gigs with Live Nation this summer as well. So, and I, I'm currently, well, you know, it's kind of a relief that we both parted ways because I wanted to expand and work with artists independently. Um, and now I can pretty much do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got a you've got a pretty good insight into that kind of aspect of the business. I have an interesting insight. Um, if you if you're an artist and you're looking to for help with Spotify or social media, um, my DMs are open. And also, I have I created a special uh, Spotify playlist with like some of and examples of artists and songs that I've worked with um, that you can check out. It's called Artist Dan Has Worked With. <laughs> original. Very original, but it's just, you know, it has quite a bit of uh, songs on there, different genres. It's really cool. Um, one of the bands that you're actually friends with, Holy Pinto, I worked with them. I worked their uh, their song, Daisy Chain, which was massive. That was a great song to work. Oh man. Shout out to Eamon. Uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to Holy Pinto, a uh, guy from the UK that he made his way, I think he's in Wisconsin now. Yeah, he's in like Milwaukee. Like, yeah, Milwaukee area. And he does like a folky kind of rock kind of deal. It's good. Um, yeah, we we met him. We were working merch uh, for our record label in Connecticut when we first met him. He played a show at the Crunch House. Um, and yeah, good dude. I've, uh, I haven't been in contact with him in a while, but he and I used to hit each other up all the time. Great dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, but those are just some of my life updates. Um, yeah. Um, enjoying life. I went to the Cape for Easter. Hope everyone had a good Easter as well. Got some good stuff from the Easter Bunny. Oh man! Shout out to uh, shout out to Jesse and his girlfriend Emily from Northern Runaways. Um, yeah, spent spent Easter Sunday with them, just hanging around. We played <laughs> we we played Jenga and we wrote like dares on all the Jenga pieces. So whatever one you had to pull out, you had to do the dare. Um, fuck that shot of tequila. <laughs> that one shot in particular. All I saw I had to take. was the Jenga stack um, falling over. To be fair. Look at that stack. Like we had, that was a very long game we were playing. That was. That was. That was. Um, and I, I was just trying to feel it out. You know, house rules. We were allowed to kind of tap and figure out what we wanted to take, and one tap, and the whole thing just went over. Uh, that was. Oh. You fucked that up entirely. Ah, we fucked it. Uh, <sighs> um. Oh, a day that will live in infamy. Oh, yesterday <laughs> I celebrated my first. Well, I've celebrated Patriots Day before, but Patriots Day as a true Bostonian watching some of the marathon. Um, it's actually kind of cool where I live. I live 
like a block away from Beacon Street. So the runners are literally running. Right there. Yeah, they're right there. I, I don't have to go very far. It's great. That was awesome to see. Run home and get some snacks while you watch. Well, we only caught like, we caught like the very end of it. Um, yeah. Like I was, it got to, I, I think I finally left at six o'clock and they were like packing up the barricades like on the trucks. Uh, people were still running. Like I was still cheering them on. Yeah, my mom and my mom and my grandfather uh, took my oldest cousin with them and they volunteered at the marathon. And my mom was telling me that story yesterday. That was 26 years ago. I was like, that's entirely too long. What, 20, what happened 26? 26, 26 years ago, my mom volunteered at the, uh, at the, at the marathon with my grandfather. Oh, wow. And like, I've been hearing that story forever. I can't can't believe that's 26 years ago. I mean, dude, you're 26. Bro, I'm I'm ancient. <laughs> I've been I've been around for too long. You know, it's funny, a lot of my friends are a little bit younger than me. So when like my friend Peter just turned 26 and I went to his party on Friday night and I always make the joke like, "Oh, it's so and so's losing healthcare uh, party. Let's break their arm while they still have healthcare to cover it." <laughs> Hope you don't bankrupt the parents as you go. Oh, no. (laughs) I wonder what it looks like if, for example, if you break your arm or you do something stupid like the week before you turn 26 and then you're still in the hospital or something, like, how does that work? Does it roll over? Does it roll over? Do you still, do you now have to pay for that and foot the bill? Let's get the, uh, let's get the healthcare heads on that. If anybody listening to us knows. Yeah, Sean, um, you're a nurse. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good one. That's, How does that work, Sean? Sean, let us know. <laughs> uh, he's Sean is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give him away. Uh, like where he works and everything else. But Sean being a recurring character on this podcast is hilarious, and I wonder if he's ever gonna get recognized for that. I hope he does. I hope so. I hope one day he gets stopped on the way. Well, <laughs> on the way to work or something. Well, I mean, if we ever make this a visual podcast. Sure. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about all that because then we're going to have, it's going to start arguments in the friendship about who's more handsome. And we all know that it's me, but Sean will try and make an argument for himself. I thought you were talking about us and I'm like, yeah, you know, I need a damn haircut. I've, I've finally gotten back to uh, getting actual haircuts instead of cutting my own hair. And I picked the perfect time where it's, it's been the first thing that I've spent my paycheck on um, every other week when I get a paycheck and I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. The fade is nice. Shout out to East Nashville beard and barber. I don't really let them touch my beard, but they faded in nicely and oh yeah. I I chopped off like a lot of my beard. I had, I, I was like looking at it, I'm like, damn, this is really outgrown. Um, Gotta do something with this, especially with Easter coming up. I gotta look at least presentable, a little bit presentable for... Just a just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Not a caveman. Um, gotta look, gotta look nice for the Lord's Day. Well, yeah, and I was like, what was it, like Thursday night? I was like, oh, I need, I need beard wash. Let me, let me go to Target real quick. You know, that's a dangerous mistake. Target has so much crap in it. You go for two things and you never walk out with just two things. I literally was having this conversation about 15 minutes before we we hit record. I got out of there spending like $100. And you have no idea what you spent it on. You just just have stuff now. Well, I I got beard wash. I got, I was like, oh, a a bar of soap. Like I am kind of low on on body wash. I might as well, I (laughs) might as well go get like some more soap to wash myself Um, that irish spring it wasn't even irish spring like i get like i don't even know um and then i was like oh like oh this 
cologne. I kind of liked it the last time I got it. Let me go get that. So that was $25. So maybe I didn't need to spend that, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, but now you now you smell nice when you're walking around. Yeah. And that's that's the best. Yes, that is nice. Um, There's I'll, I'll start with the hot takes early. My hot take, best compliment best compliment I can receive on any given day is when people tell me I smell nice. That's that's not even a hot take. That's a that's just Man, I am listen, I I work hard at my job and it's physical most of the time and you know, I'm hanging around I'm hanging around musicians and you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a greasy boy. It's hard to it's hard to keep up. So when my when I'm recognized for the effort I put in. That's true. It's a, it's a good feeling. That's true. Um what else did I, I I I bought wine, like a bottle of wine. You got a bottle of wine at Target? Yeah. They have a decent selection. Target has wine in Massachusetts? Yeah. What? Yeah, the Watertown uh uh actually like every Target that I've been in, they have wine or like they have like beer and like other stuff. Um even the one by what Fenway. I thought that grocery stores couldn't sell beer and wine. I don't you know, it's weird. I cuz like Trader Joe's down the street from me sells beer, wine and liquor, but like not the whole foods around for me either. I got to get back to Massachusetts. Did they what did they change the blue laws? What the hell is happening? I have no idea. But like you can't buy that stuff at Market Basket for example or stop and yeah, sh- or I'd stop go- and shop or like Star Market. But I'd be I'd be set with Trader Joe's and like Target. What? Mm, mm. Any of my friends that live in Massachusetts that did not tell me about this development, your fake friends now. I think I, I'm canceling I've you. I definitely mentioned this before on the podcast. I mean, you probably have, so I guess you mm, I don't know. I thought I was special living in the south where I could get my beer and wine at the grocery store. Mm, um But no. Oh, actually, there's there's like a Whole Foods in Cambridge that sells like beer and wine as well. Now we're just rubbing it I, in. I don't I, I don't know why it's like the Brighton Whole Foods doesn't have it. But I, I'm I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um I also bought underwear from Target. Yo, I just got a ten pair I just got a ten pack of uh some some new socks, which I know you're very passionate about. I love socks, dude. Um socks are socks are sick, man. I got and I got a ten pack of just the little the the lower cut just Hanes black socks that ah uh, it's been it was real nice getting into work yesterday and walking around and every once in a while you know like a fresh pair of socks you know how the cushioning is still all there and everything yeah it's, it's the little things that really uh that can really make your day dude underwear is so expensive it was like seventeen dollars for three pairs like uh, that underwear sh- at that point who needs it yeah like uh, that's a hot take like underwear is way too expensive it should be way cheaper. I mean, yeah, I like I like going to the discounts, the kind of discount side of Target to try and find it when I need it. Um, part of <laughs> part of me wants to go in on this, and part of me knows that we're both men, and uh, if we want to talk about essential things that are too expensive, I think any women that listen to the podcast are going to be like, "Would you two shut the fuck up?" Yeah, like I'm complaining about underwear and the cost of that. Y'all have a lot of things, way more. Yeah, way more. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to end it there and. And probably none of you cared about my Target run, but there you go. That's how you spend ninety. Now, that's how you spend like a hundred dollars at Target. Listen, we all we all know the struggle. It's cool, dude. Inflation is so, insane. It's oh man, things that I could get started on. Oh, we're not gonna. Before we do that though, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and give a nice one of those. I am drinking water 
for this episode. I drinking wine all weekend. Um, it's time for a break. As is your right on Easter. Yes, all you do is if you, this is what you should be doing on Easter. You should wake up, eat candy for breakfast, start drinking like day drinking wine or beer or whatever else you have that your family has, and have a big Easter dinner, whether it's ham or lamb or whatever else. Those are all the things you need. So I didn't do the candy, but I definitely I slept in a little bit and walked down the street to Emily and Jesse's where we had some friends over and played Jenga and drank wine. And yeah, we had a big ass pot roast, a bunch of appetizers. Um, Emily made like a carrot cheesecake and I'm not a big fan of carrot cake or cheesecake, but that shit was delicious. So since this episode, to, to let everyone know, this episode is about hot takes. And hot take, carrot cake is the best cake. What? That's the best cake. This is, no. It's called hot takes. This is a hot take. How is carrot cake the best cake? Just like, man, have you ever had like a like a really good professionally made chocolate cake? Have you ever had a really good professionally made like carrot cake? Yeah, but uh, no. Chocolate cake all the way or mm, ice cream cake, especially with the little chocolate like Ooh, crumb things. Ice cream cake. I, You know, cake is just good. You know the, you know the carvel? Ooh. the ice cream cakes yes you know the one that's shaped like a football that's covered in the chocolate little crusty things and then it's filled with it inside and oh man oh i should absolutely go to the grocery store and get one of those for myself oh man <laughs> we so we had we actually had a roommate in college <laughs> Uh, one time he got really drunk and we had this little convenience store on our campus called the Sea Store and this motherfucker bought a miniature ice cream cake and he just <laughs> ate it all in one sitting. <laughs> I, all right. We, we shouldn't name names because the, the, <laughs> the shame that he felt when he would do these things. <laughs> <laughs> would make you feel really it would make you feel really bad <laughs> well that's why i excluded it that's why i didn't mention it i i, ex- I purposely took left it out there were there were so many times when this roommate of ours we love him we love him to death we love him desperately but the number of times where he would he would do something like that and then as soon as he was done he would look at us and be like i feel great shame <laughs> <laughs> AJ, what are you drinking this afternoon or this e- early I evening? I am uh, this this early evening. I'm taking it kind of easy, and I've got a um, specific. So the the brand that I'm drinking, I think, is if you think about it, real hard, kind of sweet. Um, it's just a it's just a white claw, um, which is a shout out to a very specific person. Um, but in honor of being a pain in that person's ass, it's a ruby grapefruit uh, ruby grapefruit white claw because this person despises the grapefruit flavor. Not good. Even though it's one of the best. Not good. What are you talking about? Not good. Not good. Oh, you're full of hot takes today, huh? How is it not good? Grapefruit is amazing. The White Claw grapefruit flavor? It's not good. <laughs> you going to try and tell me that like lemon or tangerine is better? I mean, I'm trying to think of like the best White Claw flavor. They just put out a passion fruit one. And to be honest, that might be that might be one of the better seltzers I've ever had. 
I mean, passion fruit is good. Um, mango is good. I want to say, I can't say cherry. I love cha- cherry flavored anything, but God damn it. They're, yeah. it, it's so artificial. And usually, so I'm not big on like natural cherries, but usually artificially flavored cherry anything like lollipop, candy, like give me something cherry flavored, Jolly Ranchers. Right. I am, this is going to be a weird tangent, but uh, at work, we have a bunch of people that work with me that are obsessed with cinnamon Jolly Ranchers. No. That's no. heresy. No. Like Jolly Ranchers are supposed to be fruit flavored and sweet. Why the hell would you do it? And it's like a sweet cinnamon too. It's disgusting. They're the same motherfuckers who think Big Red Gum back in the day was good. Now, now, hold on. No. Big Red is um, gross. I stand by that <laughs> statement. I th- somewhere somewhere in Massachusetts, my mother is mad at you right or now. Or Hot Tamales. Yeah, I never got into Hot Tamales. I- I'm, I'm, I'm on one today. Clearly. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'll do I'll do artificial cherry all day, every day for everything. But yeah, the I haven't tried any. Nobody makes a cherry flavored seltzer, or really, I mean, do you remember the? I think it was cherry wheat or something like the Sam Adams beer. I, I think I had that like once. It's disgusting, dude. <clears throat> like artificial cherry is a delicacy, but it's there's certain forms that it has to take, and artificial cherry in your alcohol is not. That's not the move. I think the best seltzer I've ever had, um, it's by this company called Two Robbers, and it's Fruit Punch. Fruit Punch Seltzer. Really? And it's delicious. My favorite seltzer of all time is not even a hard seltzer. It's the the polar, um, the pink lemonade, the raspberry lemonade seltzer. I when they had when they had 12 packs of it at the uh was it Shoprite that was at the bottom of the hill at UNH? Yeah, yeah. I would go. I would go down to Shoprite and buy a twelve pack of that, and it would be done in like three days. I, I mean, Polar makes some good spike seltzers as well. Those. Th- that's what I prefer. Yeah, Polar is Polar is definitely the best of all the like regular seltzers. Wait, did you just say Polar makes spiked seltzers? Yeah, they do. Yo, that sounds amazing. They're they're awesome. I would I would recommend them. My favorite flavor is the raspberry lime. Yeah, shout out to Polar. Please sponsor us. Yeah, yeah, sponsor us. We're down. <laughs> I oh man I could go for that um there hasn't been yeah so whoop, go ahead no go ahead there hasn't been a lot of news on the football front um I guess the only bit of news that we have is uh Malcolm Butler and Bill Belichick have made up um they talked like men um as Malcolm put it also happy birthday Bill Belichick it's a little bit late but happy belated birthday yeah I read I read a couple of things about the whole Malcolm Butler situation it sounds like they had conversations before he left the Patriots initially and then Bill supposedly was the one that reached out to him about re-signing and yeah I mean Malcolm had no plans of re-signing um, but it sounds like they squashed whatever beef that they had and he's ready to move forward and that's really cool yeah um, yeah you can I mean you can tell that you can tell that the NFL world is kind of struggling to find stories because pretty much every national news outlet has just been kind of digging into the Tom Brady to the Dolphins story, which is a, uh, it's, it's, it's boring. I, I just keep finding it boring the more that I hear about it. Well, it's that, or they're digging into the draft, which makes sense. The draft is at the end of this month. Um, I think we will probably have an episode next week, maybe a draft preview of like some names to look out for. Um, but yeah, nothing really going on. Um, I caught a little bit of Jabril Peppers press conference, like his introductory, uh, press conference 
conference. And man, I I was really impressed with what he had to say. So I did not catch it at all. What did he uh, What did he talk about? He's just ready. He's really excited to be a Patriot. He wanted to be a Patriot, and he just they they asked him like, "Are you worried about like the depth on this team?" And he's like, "I'm just ready to work with those guys. I really like what Kyler Duggar's doing out there, and Adrian Phillips, and learning from like Devin McCourty. I'm I'm excited to have him on the team. Um, somebody who actually wants to be here and work. And they asked also asked him if he's willing to do punt return, and he said, "Whatever they need me to do, I'm their guy." That's a Patriot answer right there. Yeah, and Joe Judge being with the Patriots now, like he he had a really good connection, really good uh, relationship with Joe Judge, and he they asked him like, "Oh, is it going to be a little bit weird, Joe Judge being on the other side of the ball with offense?" And he was like, "Oh, like you know, it's going to be a little bit weird, but I mean, we're still going to. I, I still have a good relationship with him, and we're going to work hard." Yeah, I mean, haven't been a bunch of acquisitions, but it's been acquisitions that we needed, and I think that the draft is going to be. I mean, look at look at last year's draft and last year's offseason. The whole narrative was about, you know, Belichick was giving up the reins a little bit and being a little bit more collaborative with people about what was going on or whatever. And this team outpaced the expectations that pretty much all of us had for them last season. I'm not seeing, you know, having a week to kind of cool off without worrying about, you know, what's the next set of news going to be? Who else is moving? What else is going on? Having a week to just kind of relax and think about it. It's like, I think we're, I think we're set up for a decent amount of success right now. If the draft goes the way that we need it to go, even mostly the way that we need it to go, I think that I think that we on paper have a decent enough roster to take another whack at it. And if these guys are as bought in as Pepper seems to be and Bill Belichick continues to do his thing as head coach and GM, I don't think this is probably going to be the least hot take that we have on this episode. But like, I think we're going to be fine. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, expectations for this team coming in. I I would say we are still a wild card team. We're not as good as Buffalo, and I think that's okay. Like as long as we're still improving and we see, um, we still see Mac Jones taking a step forward. Um, that's all. I, that's all we can really hope for. Um, this is my hot take. I think we are better than Miami, despite what a lot of people are saying. I think Tua still hasn't really proven a lot, and I think Mac is a little bit better further along in his development. Sure, Tua has Tariq Hill and he has Jalen Waddle, but can they actually put it all together? We've seen big wide receivers, big name wide receivers go to teams before and they haven't worked out because limitations from the quarterback. Look at Odell Beckham in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, look at Randy Moss with the Oakland Raiders back in the day. Like we, just because they have the names doesn't mean they're actually going to successful. So I think as it stands right now, we're still better than Miami. Yeah. And I think, I think being able to say that about ourselves is again a, uh, almost a better situation than we were in a year ago at this point yeah like there's still a bunch of question marks but there's less question marks than there were before and now it's just you know grind time until the season starts well and see what the draft holds for us um if i had to make an early prediction i expect us to trade down and get more more draft picks which pretty safe bet that's that's gonna piss off a lot of people um and i have another hot take i think wide receiver is not the biggest need on this team. You're looking more at the uh you're looking more at the other side of the ball, right? I'm looking at corner. What is this team yeah. going to do with corner? I mean, right now the starting corners that we're looking
looking at, what is it, uh, Jonathan Jones, who's off an injury. We don't know what we're going to see from him. And we have uh, uh, the Green Goblin on the other side, Jalen Mills. Who was not a huge impact player this past season. I mean, he play- made plays, but he was kind of more of like a safety overhang than like a real true shutdown corner. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see what what uh, what they do, what they, what they go with. Well, I think that's pretty much all the updates on that side, right? Yeah. So we put the word out on Instagram, you know, send us some hot takes and a couple of you guys did. Um, and I think the easiest conversation to transition to will be um, from my friend Brittany, whose hot take was kind of a question, not really a hot take. Okay. She just wanted to hear us talk about why Tom Brady sucks. <laughs> Okay. And uh, just before we started recording, Dan Dan started with a pretty good hot take, and I think that can kind of uh, launch us in. Um, my hot take about um, it's just in general. I have not cared about Tom Brady since leaving the Patriots. I haven't cared. I I think it's cool that he won another Super Bowl. I appreciate his greatness, and I appreciate what he does. And you know, I was bummed when he retired. I was confused when he came back. But other than that i'm not reading the headlines about him i'm focused on the new england patriots <laughs> yeah and i think that's i think that's very it's going to be very similar takes from both of us on this one like i get asked all the time because i'm like one of the few patriots fans i know like when people find out especially down here in nashville it's always like well what do you think about tom brady what about you know you never you never stop hearing about tom like short answer i love tom brady i will always yeah. love tom brady like it's not like i'm trying to think of like other players who left the New England, not just the New England Patriots, but also Boston sports in general. It's not like Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon. Johnny Damon's a big one. Johnny Damon. I love when I love when you and I are on the same page. <laughs> I I still can't get over Johnny Damon going to the Yankees. Um, but as it later, as the story later comes out, the Red Sox gave him a really bad offer. Um, and I can't blame him. But at the time, I was just like. Like, I, I can't believe you went to our most hated rival. I can't believe yeah. I can't believe he did that. Um, I think it would be different. My feelings towards Tom Brady would be different if he went to a team like that we really that we had a real rivalry with. Like if he went to the Jets or the Colts or well, the Jets weren't in position to get a quarterback at that time. I'm trying to th- let's maybe think about what team made a maybe would have signed him. If he went to the Colts, I probably would have ha- felt a different way or the Steelers for example yeah you wouldn't go to the Steelers but the Colts had a chance there was a real yeah. rivalry back back with the Colts and like Peyton Manning and everything like that so I, I would probably hate him more yeah and I just like it's an interesting thing especially down here because like I live in college football kind of like the epicenter of all that uh and NFL teams especially considering the fact that the Titans just can't seem to hold it together like the NFL is not the biggest thing on people's minds so they get attached to like individual players and that's who they follow there's not like i've met a couple of people that are very much you know titans fans or atlanta fans or wherever they come from a couple of colts people and whatever but like for the most part they really follow individual players as opposed to being like attached to a team and i think that's one of the most difficult things to explain to people and part of the reason why it's like i agree with you it's funny to make jokes about tom and to like to talk about him because he is like still the face of the nfl he's still drawing headlines especially when there's nothing else for people to write about 
about, but it's uh, like, I don't, Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, more because of his mind than his athletic ability, but his athletic ability is absolutely part of it. Like he's, he's just a leader and the most winningest quarterback of all time. And I got to see 20 years of that with him playing for my team. Yeah. So like, I'm thankful for that. Like there are some really great memories associated with a lot of different Tom Brady highlights. Like that's awesome. Yeah. But also the NFL is a business and the Patriots weren't really in a position to give him money that he would have been earning with any other team or to surround him with the kind of weapons that he would need to win a championship within, you know, a season or two. So he moved on and then he went to a place where they were able to surround him with everything he wanted and let him run the way that he wanted to and he won a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. That's not, I would, that's not a, I would like to amend my statement from earlier. I wouldn't hate Tom Brady for going to the Colts. I would probably be more disappointed. Yeah. Not, I, I, I think we put so much, so much pressure on athletes like if if you are not on our team we have to hate you i don't have to we don't we don't have to do that and i don't hate tom brady i appreciate everything that he did i would probably be disappointed but him going to the bucks good for him i mean him winning another super bowl good for him they're a good team down there hope to see him next year play um but yeah i i i don't care it's like the word you used earlier was apathy and that's exactly what it is like okay yeah like i get it i know why he left i know why he did the things that he did why he's with the team that he's with you know okay cool he's not he's part of the history of the patriots but he's not part of the patriots right now and the pats are really all i care about when it comes to the nfl so i'm gonna focus on that and let him let him throw his lombardi trophy while he's drunk on avocado tequila what yeah i don't have strong feelings about it i don't get my i don't get why you would my biggest tom brady hot take would probably be i i wanted him to so badly retire after the falcon super bowl that's what i wanted go i don't want to see tom brady look like a shelf himself i wanted him to go out on top just like that the best comeback in super bowl history you have five super bowl rings at that point i would have been like you know what you're cool tom retire you're good just just yep you're good to you're go good to go like but i'm not mad he won us another championship i'm never going to be mad about that i'm always going to like that but i said yeah retire after this year why not yeah but he loves football more than anything clearly more than his family <laughs> there's a there's a solid argument to be made there for sure yeah he stayed he stayed home for a month realized damn my family sucks <laughs> decided to come back yeah i think that's probably what happened uh what's the next hot take that we got did anybody send you any I have nothing, but I was talking to Justine um, on our lunch breaks, and her hot take was baseball is better than football. Ooh, I disagree. Why do you disagree? I think that I think that football is more exciting, um, both on the field and off. Um, the the physical The physical aspect of it, I think you need to be. I think you need to be overall a better athlete to be able to play football at a professional level. Um, and I think that the like the once a week nature, like the need to the need to go through and to game plan and to review film, um, the mental games that you have to play in the media and stuff like that. Like I think I think football overall is just more entertaining. For sure. Um, I think it's a I think it's a better form of entertainment, and I think it's a better I think it's a better sport to watch because like you can go you can go to a football game, you can see a football game played out live 
live and have yourself a good time. Or you can be sitting on your couch and you can watch it on your TV and have very similar, um, very similar experiences in the way that you're actually like processing the game and feeling it out as opposed to baseball, which is it's hard to sit back and watch a whole baseball game if you're sitting on your TV. And if you're at the if you're at the ballpark, it's so much more about the atmosphere and the ability to like be there than it is about the game that's being played like on the diamond. Um, yeah, I think I think football is the better overall sport, but I will concede that baseball fans, I think I think baseball fans are better than football fans by a long shot. I can see that. I'm want to I want to know what your what your why you say that. Um, because ba- baseball fan baseball fans are either baseball fans because they truly truly like love the game or they were like indoctrinated into it. So it becomes like I'm not a I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I am a massive Red Sox fan because that's my hometown team and there's like a history and a lore and like there's a way that family members and friends talk about it or the way that they engage when they're, you know, when the game's on in the background of the family event or you end up going to a game with somebody like there's like a there's like a real connection there that's based on like a long history when it comes to baseball fans as opposed to I mean how many how many people do you know that root for the Patriots and only started rooting for them because they were winning championships every other year well I mean most of my friends <laughs> I mean most of the people that I know of that are big Patriots fans are young they're like me and your age um this is that's all we know uh we don't know yeah. anything else unfortunately yeah, I mean, living down here, I meet a lot of bandwagon Boston fans, but I can only think of one bandwagon Boston Red Sox fan. But I can I could probably name 20, 25 people that I've met that are supposedly all in on the Patriots, but it's only because, you know, they're the winningest franchise and everything else. Well, it's, like, that's the same way with baseball like the fans. Cowboys, though. Yeah, there is that. And I mean, them being called America's team and everything else, I do kind of get that. But just in my experience, you, you run into a lot more bandwagon fans when it comes to the NFL because it's easier. It's easier to pay attention to and it's easier to see who's like consistent in this case the Patriots right um you don't get as much of that with baseball like if you really like a baseball team you like it it gets in your blood I agree with you um I do agree I I I prefer football over baseball I think it's the better sport but to play a little devil's advocate here just for the sake of it um I mean if you really break down baseball it's a series of one-on-ones like you versus the pitcher the hitter and that can be exciting especially when you get like a really good hitter versus like the best pitcher in the game and some of those moments of like it's the bottom of the ninth and like you get a walk-off grand slam and those high leverage moments are just as good of as some of those moments in football yeah i i agree with you or like a, uh, i just think that those moments are fewer and far between as opposed to you know even in just the past five years you and i could probably rattle off a bunch of different plays that the patriots have made even in games that didn't necessarily matter as opposed to baseball baseball where yeah when those moments happen I think they might be a little bit more intense but that's because they happen less frequently I mean it's a grind like the excitement factor is not like a, entirely there until playoffs like 162 games that's a ton of games and the amount of energy and stamina that you have to go through to one day you're you're in Boston the next day you're on a road trip to like Detroit and then like Minnesota to Seattle and then back to Boston all within a week like that that's 
shots and with a day off in between all of those series. Yeah. That's insane. That's that's a very high turnaround. Sure. Like, I mean, football is brutal with everything that goes on in that sport, but I think baseball deserves its due as well. It's 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 a that's a tough sport and it is yeah. it's incredibly hard to even hit like a 90 miles an hour pitch as one of the toughest things to do in sports, I think. Never mind figuring out how to throw a 90 mile an hour pitch or trying to throw that 90 mile an hour pitch at a certain trajectory, you know. It takes a lot of skill. It's a, yeah, but again, I think that kind of makes my point is that baseball is such a skill game. Like football is, football is so much, can you overpower the guy in front of you? Can you run faster than the guy in front of you? Like the skill game when it comes to football revolves so much around the quarterback. It's, and the coaching, like it's, the skill game is so mental in football that if you get to that level and you appreciate that level, then it opens up kind of a whole new world for the game of football. But in reality, it's like a gladiator sport. Like most people enjoy it because like big man run fast. Yeah. Dude, dude throws ball 80, like 80 yards. Like a lot of people just accept it on that level and that's their entire football fandom. And then once you understand schemes and the way that they change it up at the line, things like that, like there's a lot of skill that's involved, but that skill is through, it's mostly filtered through a couple of players as opposed to baseball where every position in baseball requires a certain amount of skill and forethought and everything else but baseball you could argue becomes a thinking man's game as opposed to like a capital s sport so i think football is the better sport i think baseball is i think baseball becomes better than football if you've got the time and the effort to dedicate to like knowing the difference on the pitcher's mound or you know why you're swinging at one thing and not another and yeah i mean a lot of baseball is it's it's slower it's a it it requires thought well it's way more analytical there's way more well that is true there's way more i mean there's analytics in football for sure but baseball has way more it's way more analytical um i like both um i will say i prefer football over over baseball um but that's just me i like i like a sport with a little less games in it i just i like a sport that moves a little bit faster i think that's that's overall the thing because i do i like i said i really enjoy the mind game well of it all well in that regard if you like something that moves a little bit faster wouldn't you like baseball like basketball or hockey a little bit more than 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 football um hockey is just about there i think i think football wins out because the the personalities and the um the personalities and honestly just the winningness of my hometown team like i think that's part of the reason why the patriots win over i think i think hockey is the most impressive sport of all of them like the way that uh, just the amount of the amount of athleticism it takes to play the game of hockey is just unreal like watch watch a game and watch a goalie move within the goalie's crease like you're telling me that human beings are doing that you're out of your mind yeah that that's pretty incredible and yeah it it moves fast enough and i think hockey as far as boston fans are concerned also gets the edge up because um when we talk about when we talk about watching a sport from home, part of that is the commentating, right? And football commentators can get infuriating. But you watch a Nesson broadcast of the Bruins with Jack Edwards calling the plays, and that he's a madman, but he's so entertaining. And the Red Sox haven't really had that, you know, since they broke up Jerry Remy and Don Orsillo. Rest in peace, Jerry Remy. Which we just ce- we just celebrated the 15 year anniversary of the pizza call, which is my favorite thing. That's one of the best call, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Why? Why did he throw that pizza? What? That's like a $15 slice of pizza that was just thrown. And if you don't know what we're talking about, one, I'm for sure cutting that audio and making that the cold open this week. But also look up Jerry Remy pizza call on YouTube and tell me that you wouldn't watch baseball every day if that's what the calling was like. I think I remember watching that live. Like it was when I was younger, I used to tune into like every single Red Sox game. Like it didn't matter the day I would tune in every single night to watch the Red Sox. That shit is entirely too funny. Um, So yeah, I think overall football over baseball. Definitely. Another hot take. All right. Next hot take. This one comes to us from my friend Rohan, aka Always Deadass, aka Fat Boy Scuba Ice Cream. <laughs> um, Rohan's hot take is R. Kelly is a phenomenal artist. Robert Kelly is, and I quote, that's a bad man. So this one's getting spicy. Boy. Um, Boy, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll give you I'll give you my take on this. What's your take? Because my take my take has started to evolve a little bit when it comes to things like this. The I've talked about it a couple of times on the podcast before. You you vote with your dollar. The consequences the consequences of people's actions have to be you know equal and opposite reactions. So in a case like this, yeah, I have zero interest in supporting R. Kelly or uh, man name somebody Marilyn Manson. Johnny Depp's on the hot seat right now, and I don't really know what all that's about. Like I'm, there are Johnny, there are people out there. I mean, this whole thing with Johnny Depp is that's I. Don't don't know about that one that one is weird that, that's a weird situation they're they're all weird situations i mean they went through it with uh they went through it with brand new after all the stuff with jesse lacy and everything else and here's the thing even if they're just accusations and in the case of r kelly name anybody that's been canceled in the past 10 years right do i want to financially support any of those people no but there are ways around financially supporting them and still supporting the art that was made and in the case of R. Kelly, like, yeah, Ignition Remixes, that's a bop. Everybody likes it. Everybody loves it. Am I going to be the one that's playing it? Am I giving him my streaming dollars? Am I buying that song anywhere? Am I actively listening to any of that? No. But there was a really interesting Pat Kinlan from Drug Church and Self-Defense and Worst Possible Timeline and Axe to Grind and oh my god, he does so many fucking things. Um, He had a really interesting kind of take on this where it was like, if you, if the guy that, if the guy that builds your your house is like a felon or a murderer or something. You don't, nobody talks about, you know, burning down the house so that it can be built by righteous people or whatever. Like that's your home. And I think it's kind of similar to the way that we process like music and art and things like that is, you know, if that, if those songs or if that, you know, if that piece of art means something to you, that's, that's an intrinsic thing that comes from within you. And you got to figure out how to like support that feeling and find that feeling more and more. So am I going to, am I going around, you know, canceling or getting mad at people for listening to certain songs like i watched <laughs> i've watched a couple of those michael jackson documentaries like i'm convinced that that there was something wrong with that dude and that something was very wrong but the next time that somebody plays thriller at work am i gonna turn around and be like you've got it you've got to turn that off you can never listen to that song again no people have memories and stuff attached to that song that's not necessarily being attached to that person if it is i'm gonna look at you a little bit weird but also who the hell am i to pass judgment on you or whatever so 
in the case of Rohan's take, yeah, R. Kelly, I'm not touching that dude with a nine and a half foot pole, but like R. Kelly, the artist made some, made hits. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of memories and a lot of attachment to those songs. I would hope that it's just to the songs and not to the man because Robert Kelly is a fucking monster. But who am I to be judge and jury or to like put it in a public forum when it comes to that kind of thing? Fair. I, I don't listen. I don't give them the time of day. Um, you know, I, especially with, I mean, his, his allegations are pretty fucking terrible. He is a pretty <laughs> horrendous. Yes. Yeah. Horrendous fucking person, um, who shouldn't see the light of day. Um, horrible, horrible. Um, I don't listen to him and I hope no one listens to those songs or his music. Um, I, that's my stance on it. And I feel the same way with, I don't listen to brand new i don't listen to michael jackson i don't listen to um is who else chris brown that's another one who i don't know why he still has a career um why people still follow him it's it's a tough decision or it's it's tough to i i can't tell people what to listen to and what not to listen to um it's it's not my job to police other people um i choose what i listen to and um i it's tough it, it's a weird awkward conversation um yeah i just i from where i'm standing it's like i don't i think one of my big things with the whole thing is that i like i don't have the energy to put into a lot of that kind of shit outside of just deciding for myself and i think that's i think that's kind of part of the conversation that rohan prompted with this hot take of all hot takes um i don't i don't have the time or the energy to worry about like r kelly specifically outside of deciding whether or not that's something that i want to support which i don't so my analog would be the thing that happened a few years ago with brand new where I was big mad and I felt betrayed and I felt you know it was that's a like that was my favorite band and you can attest better than probably anybody oh yeah that band was that band was part of my personality yeah like just so much so much of what that band put out and what that band like stood for for me I was like eating it and living it and breathing it and then allegations come out and I had to sit there and I didn't you know I didn't do a lot of it publicly I didn't you know I didn't slander anybody or you you know, talk to like, talk too much about it in general. It was just, okay, I don't like the way that this sounds. I don't like the way that this looks. I'm not going to financially support it. I'm not going to vocally support it. I'm just like, I'm going to leave it alone. But there's still some of those brand new songs that, you know, I'm not listening to them daily, but every once in a while, like those songs pop in my head or something prompts me to like go to my iTunes library where I can listen to a file of that song and not, you know, I'm not financially supporting the band by doing that. Right. But like those those things meant something to me in my own personal life. So there's got to, I feel like maybe there needs to be a little bit of wiggle room to be able to do something like that where you're not actively supporting something, but like that piece of art still left an impact on you. And also I just, I like, I don't have the energy to take to Twitter or to Facebook or whatever and, you know, deal with stuff that doesn't directly affect me. So yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I remember <laughs> this is, this is so dumb. I, so we recently had a friend come, um, to our apartment to stay and they were coming to see the the Mayday Parade tour. Um, they did like an anniversary tour of one of their albums. I, I forget. Doesn't that mm-hmm. That's not relevant. Um, but they apparently their guitarist tweeted something out about they, they tweeted out about something COVID related and it was like, maybe it was in ba- a little bad taste, but I don't think it wasn't as, it was definitely overblown. It was like something 
along the lines of like, oh, because of a new variant from China, like my to- my my new tour is like canceled. Sweet, thanks. And some people took that as like, oh my god, he's being like um anti like like uh he's being xenophobic and like all this other stuff. And apparently at one of at in Boston, this girl was all the way came to the front row and p- typed into this big notes app like address the tweet and was trying to like hold it in his face and i'm like you realize you're giving this band money no matter what if you really hate what this person said and you really truly feel in your bones that like by the way he deleted this tweet like an hour later and this tweet he he had like an like a year ago yeah um if you really feel a certain way don't go to their show yeah just don't be a fan of that band anymore um don't 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 support them if you feel that way don't don't go yeah just do do for self and in that girl's case like please go outside and feel what the sunlight feels on your face and touch some grass that's literally what i told um justine's friend who came um to visit us and she laughed at that and like said that that girl needs to do the same like that girl needs to do that i think that's one of the that's one of the big parts of the conversation when you know it comes to r kelly or any of the other you know cancel culture stuff that still kind of goes on is like well like things that are things that are wrong need to be called out like i'm not disputing that at all and especially especially some of the heinous things that people have been subjected to and everything else like yeah there needs there needs to be punishment and there needs to be you know recompense or whatever else for all of that but also i can't help but look at a lot of that kind of stuff that has happened in the past two years and just be like if you're if you're not part of it shut the fuck up Like you're making it worse for everybody else, everybody involved. And I get that a lot of these people think that they're helping, but like, if you're not directly involved, like sit your ass down, don't support it. If you don't like it, don't give money where you don't think your money should be going or whatever else, but otherwise just shut up. Yeah. I, I'm not going to listen to certain bands and artists and that's my choice. Um, I, and I recommend if, I think if I had a friend who was listening to R Kelly, I would probably, I would probably say something over the lines of like hey maybe you shouldn't be listening to them because you know those allegations are really serious i i probably in like one of those type of cases i'd probably be like you probably this is this is not a really good artist to support and give your money to because they did xyz and um but i'm not going to tell you not to listen but i think you should need to do some research before you go around saying that you're a big fan of this person yeah i think that's the only policing that i would i would do um and I would just strongly advise them like, hey, you know, not that not good. Yeah. Just, you know, talking about it instead of going to Twitter or whatever would be my preference. But I mean, Twitter is probably the worst app and it's probably going to get even worse once Elon Musk actually buys it. Big Daddy Musk coming for your stupid 240 character thoughts that nobody actually needs. All right. All right. I've got I've got one more in the inbox for hot takes. All right. What's in the inbox? This one, again, is not an actual hot take take it's just a it's more of a question but i know that people feel strongly about this so buckle up after that last conversation are we ready i'm ready this one comes from a beloved friend of both of ours whose name is rachel spall Uh pineapple on pizza yes or no Okay. Um, damn. We're about to get into some hot water with this one. I mean, it depends on the pizza, I think. I think it's a measure of the character of the person. 
<laughs> I mean, here's here's the thing though. Like it, it, people people who hate on Hawaiian pizza, um uh, here's my counter argument to you. Have you ever had Tacos El Pastor? A little I have. a little bit of pork, a little bit of pineapple. Doesn't that taste really good? It's okay. I'm all right with like a pineapple mango salsa and stuff like that. Or like you put it with like your meat as well. Like you have it in your taco? Yeah, it's they're fine, but it's pizza is a sacred thing. And pizza doesn't need a lot either. You've already got you've already got layers. The toppings are the toppings for a reason. They're just they're not the main event for me. The toppings are never the main event of ordering a slice of pizza. I want a slice of pizza because I want dough and sauce and cheese. And pineapple overpowers all of that because pineapple is a candy to begin with. It's so sweet and it's such a strong flavor no. that like pineapple is already its own thing. Don't put don't overwhelm my beautiful Italian pie with your candy. I think the biggest this... load of bullshit is that Hawaiian pizza wasn't even made in Hawaii. It was invented in Canada. Those fucking Canadians. Well, leave it to the Canadians to divide us like this. Of course. It's always, it's those fucking Canadians. They, you know, thanks for, thanks for hockey. You can keep your Nickelback and your stupid fucking pizza. I, it's, it's, un, it's unnecessary I th- is my take. I think it depends on the slice. Um, not all slices are created equal. Do I want pineapple on a New Haven slice of pizza? No. Absolutely not. Do I want pineapple on my beloved Regina's? I would literally rather kill you where I, you stand. I don't think they offer that. But if they did, also I'm pretty sure that they have before. I mean, I, I'm okay with it. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people hate that. Um, pineapple on like a New York slice? Yeah, fuck yeah. I'll get that. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between like that, like a, a, a Hawaiian pizza and El Pastor tacos? I think the difference is that when it comes to when it comes to tacos like there's a lot of there's a lot of variety like i like trying different tacos and but like there's a lot of variety of the, with pizza i know that there's a lot of variety with pizza but most of that variety i just like i just i detest it i want like nine times out of ten if i go to a new pizza joint the most that i'm getting on a slice of pizza is pepperoni because i like having that baseline of like how does this compare to every other pizza that i've had whereas tacos i'm less invested in i'll just you know I'll try anything on a taco because I just like tacos. I like the form factor and a lot of times the weirdest ones are the ones that work best. And I realize that I could I could apply that same thinking to pizza, but pizza is a holy ground for me and fuck you. I want my pizza the way that I want my pizza. And if you want pineapple on it, I'm sorry, but as the resident Sicilian here, you're wrong and fuck you. <laughs> I think people who ate pineapple on pizza need to grow the fuck up. So grow up, AJ. Don't tell me what to do, Dan. Ooh, this is going to divide a lot of people on this episode. I will live my man-child existence for a good long while, and I will curse your name every time this gets brought up. But no, I will not put pineapple on my pizza. You're wrong for putting pineapple on your pizza, and this is the hill that I will fight and die on. Well, I I mean, I will say this. It's not my first choice. I don't think it's anybody's first (laughs) choice, and I think that's part of the problem with the people that defend it so vehemently, is like, you don't even want the pineapple apple on your pizza. I mean, it's you're just trying to make the argument. I mean, it's just Dean's first choice. Well, you know, you're you're my best friend and I'm not going to tell you what you need to do, but I think 
if that's her first choice, Dan, do you, do you have other options? Do you have anywhere oh, else you can go? Do oh, you need to come down to Nashville with oh, me? Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> oh, stop. Pineapple on pizza? It's good. Grow up. It's not that good, but there are bigger issues in the world, so fine. <laughs> I suppose it's okay. Oh? I'll I'll let you live. I won't be, you know, there won't be beheadings in the streets over it, but... Have you actually tried pineapple on pizza? Yeah. I doubt it. Multiple I times. I don't think you have. I have. I don't think so. Are you, call, are you calling me a liar? I'm calling you... I'm not calling you a trooper. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Pineapple, pineapple on pizza is trash. I, I personally think it's trash. I think you can eat whatever the hell you want and do whatever the hell you want. It's, you know, this is a free country. This is a free country, god damn it. But uh, no, it's it's trash. Leave it leave it alone. Okay. We're we're just going to agree to disagree here. I'm surprised that this is the first one that's gotten us there. Um all right. Do you have do you have any hot takes on your own? Cause I got I got a pretty good closer here. What's a good hot take that I have? Um bands should never last more than ten years. I think that's a good hot take. Ooh. I actually heard this from somebody else and I was like, ooh, I actually kind of agree with that. Bands should never last more than ten years. Uh, okay, so forgetting the fact that there's no way to enforce that, right? Yeah, of course. There's you could never enforce that. But like, let's. I'm not. I'm not mad at that take. But like, let's think of like some of the greatest bands of all time. Um, let's think of the Beatles. Maybe not ten feet. Uh, um, maybe not ten years, but I think it was around ten years. Led Zeppelin, they lasted around 10, 11 years. Um, we have Nirvana, less than 10. I'm trying to think of like other great bands that we hold in high regard. You can say the Rolling Stones, but can you say the Rolling Stones discography is better than Led Zeppelin's or the Beatles? You'd be lying. You would be very, would be lying. Um, I think bands coast after a while. They hit their peak and then it's just a sharp decline. There are some bands that they did it fine. I think like, for example, Aerosmith had a great comeback in the 90s. That is one is that is one example. But for how many good bands that have lasted for 40 years made a comeback a couple decades later on. I think that I think that I mostly agree because so much of what makes so much of what has made good music is urgency and that feeling of like you get your you get your shot and you're not guaranteed a shot after that, so you kind of have to bring your A game and bands not lasting more than 10 years. That I can see where that's to the benefit of the art and the artist for sure um yeah i think i think it comes down mostly i think it mostly comes down to that urgency aspect of it like if you've only got this small window of time you're you're putting everything out on the table and yeah i mean i would be i would be sad to see certain artists go but there is so much of an argument so often about the earlier work being the better okay okay yeah interesting i'm not mad yeah i i i mean i appreciate like a band like the wonder years or i'm trying to think of like a other band that has been around for a decade um i mean there's not many bands that make it the 10-year mark that's the thing it's tough being in a band is hard i think what it ends up doing is handcuffing a lot of the ones that need that time to grow and develop um but it also forces everybody to bring their a game in a way that they don't necessarily do in the age where you know within a week you can put together something and mm, it's an interesting one to dissect well maybe maybe a future episode we can dissect it a little bit more can probably compare shorter lived bands to longer lived ones there's okay there's there's ideas there yeah for sure there's a way that we could do something what is your last hot take my last hot take is asking you for a hot take and i've got one locked and loaded 
but I want to hear if I if I walked into the room right now and I put a handgun to your head. Oh boy! And said, "Name the best album ever." Period. No discussion. No anything. Name the best full length record that you can right now, regardless of whether or not it's a classic or anything. Like there are no rules. Name the best record that you can think of off the top of your head. Fuck. Um. Are we talking about like impact? Are we talking about? We're talking to to you, like intrinsically from like from your core, the best album that you can think of of all of the, of all of the music you've listened to. What's the what's the best album? I think one that jumps off the page immediately is Nevermind by Nirvana. All right. That's one that jumps off the page. Um, so your your gut instinct is never mind. That's I don't think I expected that from you. I think just based on if you look at the core songs of that record, I mean, it's I got like a CD of it at Savers recently, and I was I was like, let me let me just drive around and like listen to this. And I mean, you got the hits, you got Smells Like Teen Spirit, you got In Bloom, you got Lithium, you got Come As You Are. Um, I mean, you have different moods different feelings on this record it's poppy it's heavy it's punk it has a ton of influence on everything that went beyond i like that answer i like that answer a lot that's and that is that is kind of a hot take like if you had to remove if you had to remove every other album just pick one right now without thinking never mind never mind's a good answer i mean it's an all-time classic it's i think it's one of the greatest albums i've ever written maybe not the best maybe not the greatest album of all time but it's certainly like that that's like a quick answer there you go my answer same question somebody bursts in the door puts a gun to my head name the name name the greatest album my answer would be bleed american by jimmy Eat world interesting I, now that's a record i don't think i've fully given a a a sit down listen to like i think i've listened to it in passing but not act used my active listening skills on that one well i would give a very similar answer to the one that you just gave um i'm not sure that it had the impact that nevermind had but it's there's a it covers a lot of different moods a lot of different emotions a lot of different sounds um the punk influences are all over it the like post nirvana pop rock post grunge kind of deal is like definitely has a presence um production wise it was one of the early like hybrid pro tools was really just becoming a thing so digital production was really big but also you can tell that it was recorded to tape so you get this like you get this beautiful mix of like everything that was pre 2000 and everything that we've experienced up until now like i i genuinely think that's one of the best rock records that's ever been written or produced and it's interesting that jimmy world hasn't had like a hit the way that they had with the middle since that album but they're still one of the bigger touring rock acts in the world like so the impact is there at least a little bit and yeah i just i think it's really smart lyrically it's really well put together it's never it never goes too hard in the like prog metal shreddy kind of post-punk but it's also not like it's not very it's not super heady like yeah political or anything pre-punk like it's it's this great mesh of everything that made alternative music like an actual genre in the late 90s early 2000s i yeah bleed american by jimmy world is my answer for sure that's a good one um i have one more one more hot take all right um i've mentioned this before but i was i was at a party on friday and i asked they were going around asking what's the greatest band of all time but i'm going to change the question or i'm going to change the hot take 
The Ramones are the greatest American rock band of all time. American, strictly from the United States. Wow. The Ramones are the greatest American rock band. Well, what's your what's your argument? Why are they the greatest American rock band? I think they had the hits. They had the longevity. They had the influence on all the other rock bands that came after it. They invented punk as a genre. I mean, not they popularized it for sure. And just their whole style, everything. They had the songs. They had the look. They had the influence. I think they're the best American rock band of all time. I can't really think of an argument for that one. I'm not sure. I, I'm not positive that I agree with you, but I also can't think of a greater American rock band than the Ramones. You, you might have you might have got me. I think, yeah, I think there's an argument to be made because so much of what was so cool or so interesting are bands that I would name above them. None of them are from the U.S. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a pretty specific hot take because yeah, Led Zeppelin is better than the Ramones, Beatles, Queen, The Who. Um, I think the Ramones are better than ACD. DC. <laughs> I think I could make that argument too. Um, Interesting. That's just my opinion. Um, I think you could argue Nirvana. Beach Boys are up there, but the Beach Boys hang. They're one of those bands that like they hang around too long. Yeah, I think that hmm, we might have we might have to save that hot take until we can both do some research and we can go head to head. But for right now, I think you I think you win the game of hot takes. That's I got the ultimate trump card. That's a that's a pretty damn good hot take. <laughs> The silence. The silence. Yeah. The gears are the gears are turning, but I'm not coming up with anything quick enough that I can argue with it. So you win. Well well played, Mr. Mayot. Well played. Okay. Um I think with that being said, this is a good a time to um end it here. Yeah. What do we got for recommendations? Uh recommendations this week for me, I have been all in um recently listening to this band No Pressure. Um, um, good band. No pressure. Vocalist from the story so far, I believe. Um, Parker Cannon. Yeah. Very, you know, if the story so far and the loss for words and a lot of the kind of more modern crop of pop punk bands are called hardcore tinged pop punk, uh, no pressure is definitely pop punk tinged hardcore. Um, still very melodic, but a little bit more aggressive than some of the other, you know, pop punk hardcore adjacent crossover type bands. Um, yeah, really enjoying really enjoying No Pressure and still digging into that Drug Church LP and uh, Military Gun has definitely become a favorite this year. Um, they've gotten so all those bands for sure. But yeah, yeah, but definitely, definitely No Pressure has been on pretty constant repeat. I really, I'm really enjoying that band. So go check out anything by No Pressure. For sure. Definitely a good recommendation. Um, my recommendation for this week is um, an album by Slaughter Beach Dog. Uh, Slaughter Beach Dog is... Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Jake and Ian from Modern Baseball. So two side projects this week as uh, recommendations. Um, I've been listening to At The Moon Base. Uh, this is their 2020 album that they came out with. Um, it's more indie. It's more um, little folky here and there. Um, Modern Baseball was very pop punk and emo. This is more driven towards indie rock and the um, yeah, more indie rock. There's in here influence of like power pop and I would say some Velvet Underground here and there, but it's really good. It's a it's a fantastic record to just drive around in. Nice. 
All right. Well, you guys know the drill. If you've made it this far, make sure to uh, like the podcast, rate it, subscribe, share it with a friend, follow us on our socials. It's at Packy Run Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, share us more of your hot takes. Slide into the DMs because they're always open. And maybe we'll we'll probably do another future episode like this with hot takes. Yeah, get get you guys a little bit more involved. Shout outs to our friends that responded and to those of you that still listen, especially this far in. Yeah. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. You're the best. You're the best. Uh, pack your run pod forever. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys probably next week. Yeah. We got the NFL draft to do a little bit of a preview on. So uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye.